Well, hello. And I got to say, special, special day. We have a friend of ours who, and he can, he'll tell you all about himself, is just the king of Gundams as far as we're concerned, correct? Oh, yeah. I remember going little red shirts we were at AI, uh, which means we were ambassadors, Joe and I, together. In college. We've known him since college. And uh, walked into his studio apartment, and I was like, holy shit, this is a whole <laughs> lot of Gundams. <laughs> and it grew from there, and it's I am in awe every time I look at them. Now that I've watched more anime and more shows, I recognize more, and it's... Absolutely. So before we introduce him, today we're going to be talking about Gundam Thunderbolt. And apparently, not only Gundam Thunderbolt in the sense of one uh, movie, but two, which, again, let's just introduce him. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> nice to be here. Can't can't say how uh, just how honored I am, honestly. This is Absolutely. great. What a it. gentleman. Also, a podcaster. Would you like to plug away? Yeah, we've got another one. It's called uh, Why Are We Like This? And it's not up right now. We got, we've got we been on a bit of a hiatus, but we're working on coming back through quarantine. has been kind of working around. Trying Absolutely. To this, is the, this is the nudge to exactly. get back into exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, findable on which platforms? Uh, we used Podbean. Okay, yeah, so you Podbean, should probably be think, on Spotify. Exa- and, yeah, okay. exactly. Spotify, pod, Podcast Addict. Lovely, lovely. So Gundam Thunderbolt. We're not huge into Gundam shows. Our favorite one is G Gundam, which is... Which is by far, like, we can just say it here. Nobody come at us because you'll lose the fight. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) G Gundam is the pinnacle of mech animes. 100%. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) It is. Literally, there is... When it comes to Gundam, the normal series is all like, let's be an intense political drama with robots so we can handle this to children and make it be like, war's bad. Or, or when G Gundam came around, they're like, let's put a, a robot in a sombrero and call mm. it Tequila Gundam. That's right. Because we have little cultural appreciation <laughs> for anything. Also, Neo Mexico is a giant sombrero in space. Yeah, definitely right on the nose as far as uh, not being it's, too sensitive. No. But the show, the best character. Anyways, we could talk at length and we will do an episode will. on G Gundam. We will. As a matter of fact, preparing for this and actually editing a previous episode where we mentioned Domon. I was looking up the scene, and this one gets goosebumps at that final scene. Well, a little bit more than goosebumps, but we're trying to keep this rated mature. <laughs> hey, now, hey. So. Oh, we get it. I think Everyone that, has that feeling. I think that means butt bumps. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. When, I'm just a boy. When Dolman at the end is professing his love for Rain, Finally. it doesn't matter. I told Tom this morning, re-listening to it for the 13th time since last night, I was like, English, Japanese, I waited how many episodes was that for? It was a like, lot. Yeah, it's it was like a lot. 40. You waited the last or, episode. Actually, no, I think it's like 50. Yeah, something yeah, like it, that. I remember. How many episodes does this show have and how long am I going to have to wait? And oh my gosh. But delivery. And that's what matters. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. But going back to still good, just not <laughs> the best. In a different sense. Gundam Thunderbolt. This is one that, frankly, I, the, the politics of Gundam... I get too confused, and that's why I'm also not. Tom, and, you don't enjoy me force-feeding you guys Gundam Unicorn? Yeah, <laughs> that is about as dense as it gets sometimes. But, and, but and that was still very good. I do yeah. like uh, Unicorn. But the politics and knowing this side is doing this, and this. Fe- and I always mm-hmm. throw in Federation, whatever. I just I just want to see Max fight. Yep. And that's just personal Ex- no, preference. You exactly. Know. But Thunderbolt handles it very well. I enjoyed it. Wasn't too. There was times I'm a little confused of who's mm-hmm. going on what. But what's very interesting about this one is you get a war with 
a main character from both sides. So not one is looking yep. like the hero. You've got this just dynamic of I like both sides. Exactly. Kind of. You get you get a real duality for both sides of it. And the fact that you it it takes a nice slice because like we were saying before, this timeline, anybody who doesn't know, there's multiple Gundam timelines. G Gundam happens in a beautiful fa- like spinoff series. There's Gundam Wings after Colony timeline. There's double Gundam Double O's timeline. There's mm-hmm. the C time. Like there's so many branches. Uh, Thunderbolt falls into the main timeline, which is the Universal Century. Okay, that is starting in Double O seventy nine is how the year is done. And when you see other series like Double O eighty War in the Pocket, Double O eighty three Stardust Memories, they're always referring to whatever year it's happening in. Lovely. <laughs> this is why you're this, here. <laughs> the, fa- the face is right now just like wow. My eyes, my <laughs> eyes glossed over, and I just, I was, I think I fell in love for a second. I don't know. Um, but it's really because absolutely the politics with Gundam are kind of a lot. And initially, mm-hmm. it was very much like like even with the original like Mobile Suit Gundam because Daniel, when you looked up the details, that this takes place during the same events as that, the One Year War is what happens between the Federation and Xeon, which are the space colonies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we want to be independent. We want to have our own thing. Earth is like, mm-mm-mm. Not today. And yeah. we're like, oh, that sounds like a familiar <laughs> conflict. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the Ze- Then you get a lot of other mixed imagery with stuff. Like the Xeons very much look like space Germans, for a better term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because you suddenly see, like, even some of their mechs have, like, German, like, helmets and stuff mm-hmm. and a lot more rugged look. And then, for the most part, you're like, yeah, Zeon, you want freedom. That makes sense. And then they drop one of these colonies, which have millions of people yeah. in them, onto Sydney, Australia, and nuke the planet with it. And uh, that was bad. That <laughs> wasn't very good. Not good. And this occurs so, <laughs> in, and this is occurring in what... Uh, that occurs in Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay, the so original, the original, the ri- original Grandpa series. Which, <clears throat> what I love is every time I show her and I say, "This is an RX seventy eight Gundam," yeah. or "This is the RX 78 too. That's yep. when my she eyes goes, gloss over, goes, not in a good way. Right? She goes, "So that's not Domo." And I go, "No, <laughs> not, not even close. This is the original. This is Papa. This when is I, this, this is, is Grandpa Tom, Gundam." Whenever Tom shows me Gundam, and I'm like, "So this isn't." Domon. This isn't Domon. Domon is the reference for everything. <laughs> it's basically it's, the flow chart is yeah. beautiful. Is it Domon? No, nope. don't care. Is it Domon? Yes. Awesome. It's just Perfect. two quick branches. I love it. It's the best flow chart. When it's um, the what's good with this though is too with the as far as the the timeline goes because yeah it does get very like oh there's a lot going on. This is a nice slice of the end of the war. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a lot of the outside politics of either side. You have a remnant force. They're called like like the dead crew. The, yeah. living, the, the living, living dead. dead. Yes, living dead for the Xeon that are just holding off this area. They are just there to die. Which were the Zaku with the yep. snipers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're just disposable. And then every unit with the Federation group, they're just a small detachment. Also, a lot of them in very quickly are just fresh recruits that immediately die so you don't have to have a lot of knowledge of the outside conflicts of this war you just can come in here understand two different ideologies clearly and you get a good conflict between characters as opposed to politics and different sides which i think they showed it in the show really well i mean you just explained everything so perfectly that i didn't know and then i'm thinking how the show set it up you see eo and claudia how she's 
running that force and she's so conflicted because she's mm-hmm. basically just sending these people to die. You see at the middle <clears throat> of the show all these young adolescent mm-hmm. kids and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm just sending these people off to die. So you're feeling for that and you understand. And then you see Daryl has his both of his legs missing. So And you're already seeing some people have missing arms. Mm-hmm. And when he later in the show has to get his other arm amputated, you're just feeling like the government is just milking these people to get every last ounce of their life that yeah. they can use them for. And they're just basically guinea pigs. Have yep. to. It was an honor to have his second arm. <laughs> Listen, he, he made himself think that much. <laughs> but, yes. but no, quick contextual thing um, for anyone who, shame on you if you didn't, uh, if you haven't seen this or you haven't heard us talk about it at this point. Thunderbolt is, we watched it in the way of where it's almost episodic, episodic but it's yeah. technically two movies, four episodes apiece, mm-hmm. and they are 18 minutes. Yep, because it was this, released episodically, and then they compiled them kind of like they did with the Evangelion. Yeah. What was so great is we're like, oh, we got to watch this before Joe comes out, you know, whatever. We sat down one night. Mm-hmm. It's just like watching a movie. Easy. Well, and in this case, two. Mm-hmm. Rated R for anyone who's <laughs> uh, not of age. Well, then I, you know. <laughs> go away. Yeah, yeah go yeah, away, I, I guess. Or just you'll watch uh, it at night. <laughs> the 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 death scenes in this, we'll go into it, but brutal, brutal. I loved it a lot. And as mm-hmm. you said, it's almost this little uh just bubble in yeah. Gundam where mm-hmm. you don't need reference points. You can just kind of take it for what it is. It's like a little war flick and jazz, baby. Jazz, big jazz yeah. energy. There, I've never seen like, especially with Gundam where the music is as much a character. Like there's definitely times I've seen like where music plays a big part, but this, the music really just embra- like embodies these characters. EO is batshit crazy. Oh yeah. He is nuts and wild and Daryl is more reserved and his stuff. And I'm like, I kind of like, I like Daryl's tunes. Yeah, Daryl's <laughs> tunes are He's nice. got the lo-fi, just chill. Like I'm doing homework, dead, dead, <laughs> snipe, dead. <laughs> While EO's just like, what's up? Here's my nuts. And like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. And, I'm not going to say it's nowhere near Bebop's nice. Like, (laughs) it's a little bit lesser quality of jazz, but nevertheless, the smoothest of smooth. Yeah. Enjoyed. Well, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like when they were fighting, when he finally gets the Gundam Mm -hmm. and they have the the Zaku, that when they're fighting, everything is kind of like vomit on the screen. Like, it's moving very fast, Mm -hmm. which is how Gundam fights are. Yep. You can tell kind of the placement of who you're watching, how the music changes. Absolutely. Which I thought was great because you might not really be able to capture visually what you're seeing, but because they've already set up those sound cues, you get it. 100%. Yeah. And plus to have, in EO's case, where he he breaks that fourth wall with the music and tells the other side, (laughs) when you hear this jazz music... It's I'm me. going to kill you. <laughs> it's me. So it's this intimidate. It's this beautiful music that's also intimidating in the same way. Because then when you go to the perspective of these Zaku, I mean, heaven help them. I know you feel like you're on the right side of the war, but then they make you pilot a Zaku, and you're like, ew, this is very uh, <laughs> this this thing doesn't run. <laughs> this thing sucks. And especially in their case, given that they're just a second thought group, mm. that ever, they're like, eh, here you go. But I'll tell you what, in that opening fight sequence, when we've got the Federation moving in on them, mm-hmm. and Suddenly the first bolt, because the cool thing with the show is you get this perspective of, oh, I'm watching this character. Awesome, awesome, as you know, <laughs> yep. I had said. And you just follow him and suddenly just a big blast annihilates him. And then you're like, 
well, we're not going to see him anymore. <laughs> yep. And you're jumping between these characters. It's chaotic. It's capturing the war. It's really good thinking. I think right after I watched it, I was like, that was pretty good. But now as I'm looking back, I very, very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the battles are something that some of the other Gundam series maybe don't have as much. Like I is probably that it makes it feel like visceral. Yeah. Which is weird for robots in this case. Um, the reason I really like this and I think you guys would enjoy, I think our next one should be uh, 8th MS team because hmm. that is another slice of the war. But it ta- instead of taking place in space, like the majority of the conflict, this is on Earth with okay. a group of pilots that are not special new types by any stretch. They're using like mass production Gundam suits. So they're just tanks. They're not. Oh, I'm a really good pilot. They are just grunts that are on the front lines. Things are visceral. When you see machine gun blasts go through a cockpit, people get shredded. It happens in here. They yeah. are hosing out a person from a from a cockpit. And yeah. like that sort of imagery, I think, really plays to the strengths of Gundam when it Absolutely. does that. Because where, where it is like, oh, this is flashy, this is fun, this is fun. And then you have you like take a step back, you're like, oh, there's a message here. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's it's not fun. <laughs> but, Absolutely not. Um, and I would like to take a step back to you talking about the mass-produced Gundam. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Gundam units, right? Mm-hmm. So we have all these different types. When I was saying Zaku, yep. it's, of course, a robot. A that, mobile suit. A mobile suit <laughs> uh, that is for a certain side. But what exactly and what is difference between in this movie, or well, both movies rather, you see these little grunts in the ship. Mm-hmm. He comes in with that. Which is what is the first Gundam that EO has? His is the full armor Gundam. It's like an um, another prototype. Which that's the thing too. All the main Gundams are always prototypes. Yeah, and, and in this case, crazy. If, if two shields weren't doing it, how's about four? four? I t- uh, I told you before you watch this too. Gundam Thunderbolt is. It's Mobile Suit Gundam Jazz and Shields. If you yeah. want shields, we've got them for you. Because <laughs> That's right. You need defense here, just slab more. At one point, I don't think it ever was a Gundam. I think he just piloted a shield. Yeah, several, several, just floating <laughs> around some type of a singularity. But those grunts sit, and then they go, oh, my God, it's a Gundam. Mm-hmm. So it, what well, is the, the thing, too, even to catch with that is that it's not even that they say a Gundam. They say it's the Federation's white Gundam. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when... With the original series, the Gundam is such a step up in quality because the Federation is really outgunned for the beginning of the war. Uh, Zeon developed the mobile suits first. And when Zaku's showed up, like even the shitty first ones, Mm -hmm. you can't stop them. Like they were able to drop any kind of military that the Federation threw at them. Um, Main character, Char, that we, that's a, character for another thing see it starts it just starts rolling and rolling where they could take out um shit battleships in space with just a mobile suit so the federation was really getting fucked yeah part of my french for this language (laughs) for this episode but great explicit yep there it is i'll slap it um but they were getting just dominated and their mobile suits which you see at the beginning they're the they're gm models very basic they're not good but they're not horrible Um, the Gundam is such a step forward, a j- massive jump forward in quality with its uh, like materials, like what it, its strength, like its durability and its weapons. And clearly, its yeah, looks exa- and its looks. <laughs> yes. So with the Federation using the normal mobile suit, you know, it's called like oh, the, like the White Gundam. They know it as that. So the Zeons have forces have heard of this. 
to see that one is a big deal and kind of an interesting thing too with you know the Gundam we think we see it all the time we're like wow this thing everybody must know about some of these forces have never encountered the Gundam some of them just might not even know if it's real so when they see that not only are they like a like a disposable force now the weapon they've heard about Mm. is here like and they are like oh great no, Here that, we go. <laughs> that context is great because mm-hmm. until a show like this now, build divers and stuff where mm-hmm. everyone knows what a gun Everything's is. Everything's Yeah, exactly. Which, oh, the overuse of the word gunpla. Can't handle it. Yep. <laughs> I'll eventually watch that show, but we've had Colin over here. Hi, Colin. <laughs> we've had Colin over and he, he'll be watching that show and... My gunpla, the gunpla. I, I come in, I'll be in the kitchen. I'm like, I can't if I hear gunpla one more time. To another I, show. I, I, wa- I watched the first like uh, Gundam build fighters, mm-hmm. so I haven't watched Try or Diver. So I've I've watched some of Try. Um, I think Try has the burning Try the, burning. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like oh a build burning gosh. thing. Yeah, I will say these shows. The one thing they are doing is the Gundam models mm. are getting better. Oh yeah, they're getting Crazy. everything's going great, awesome. and the hobby seems to be getting even better. And actually, yep. Joe showed up today. I'm I'm airbrushing my. First ever Gundam model, which is, uh, go ahead, Joe. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, you got one of the mass production Astray models from Seed. That's like the one, like the one series where I'm like not as familiar <laughs> with it. You caught me. See, well, yep. look at me being more of an expert by just owning the model. And, and it's, about uh, it. It, what, what happens, I mentioned this to Tom Daniel earlier too, is when I got Tom building with me to mm-hmm. start building model kits, he was like one of the first things he's like, let's try dry brushing. Like, let's do some panel line, just do dry brushing. I'm like, I've never. What? <laughs> you, you want me to put paint? <laughs> and I was like, right. so I tried. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever for well, this. And, and then today, he's, I've been thinking, I'm like, I need to do an airbrush. Come over time. I'm like, oh, yeah, check this out. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. It's going to happen. I'm in your head. And actually, no, I forgot. How charming is that? The only reason that I ever started building Gundams is Joe mm-hmm. here. I remember that first night you guys were up really, really late. late. I think it was like <laughs> three in the morning or something like that. And I had to work because oh, it was yeah. it was a fr- I came over on a Friday. We were up till three building uh, the pictures progressively of us falling apart. <laughs> the young we're, crowd is like three. What of yeah, it? No, right. listen, yeah. we're old. <laughs> this is a big This deal. is a big deal because we haven't had like a night like that in forever. And then I had to be to work at seven. Oh, bless your heart. The next day. And I just crash on the couch, wake up a few hours. Later, I'm like, all right, bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, and then I believe I chose because it was the first. Mm-hmm. I think that was Shining Gundam. Was my it first was. one. Yep, yeah. it was. It was your first one because not only did you try to, you wanted to do panel line, but you dry brushed a bit on your very first one, which I was like, whoa. Yeah, listen, <laughs> so I'm going, not here he's, to. He's not here to like mess around or even experience. <laughs> like he's going hard. Listen, it's a kit. I bought it for a substantial $16 amount. <laughs> yep. I'm going to put my life into it. <laughs> panel lining is still, that's where I think mm. I'm going to get a little weird with this whole airbrushing thing is you don't tend to panel line because you let the paint do the work. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly. Miss it. So there's still going to be kits, a whole tangent, whatever, but. Just wait till you have looked into like metal etching and adding those sort of details that aren't even there. Well, you know, and people are like cutting pieces into it. So what these Gunpla are is they're just (laughs) models of these big Gundam Zakus and all that stuff. So if you do, if you've watched this and you enjoyed even just so much as not even the story, but if you like the look of these Mm -hmm. robots. Have fun. Go crazy. Your dad has made you hate cars. You're not one of those guys. You don't like to build planes or boats. Yeah, you've (laughs) resented those whole hobbies. Well, guess what? You don't even need to paint these. Mm-mm. In some cases, yes, but that's getting it, into a whole different ballgame. Exactly, game. yeah. For the most part, you are getting 
very well color coordinated kits that you minimal minimal addition. You cut can just and cut. snap together. No glue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gundam Base. We're here for a sponsorship. Yep. Just come on, throw it at us. I'm t- I will. I will. I will be here to help you ship so many episodes <laughs> about Gundam and Gunpla that we'll get the sponsorship. Hey, here it is. You will be seeing anytime Gundam. If it's not Joe, we'll we'll tend to probably bring someone on. Uh, we do have a lineup with one of our very very awesome listeners, Papa Laflaga. Shout out. Shout out. Awesome Instagram, and I have to show you his as okay. well, Joe. He, he he will build the models, and then he'll put it in front of his computer screen to take a picture. And That's, put him in I remember, we sets. tried when we tried doing that. We tried, yep. but Papa did. did. And, yeah. and we got to give Papa more credit because he's the one who told us to watch this show. It's true. So, this yep. whole episode happened because shout, of him. Shout out to you too, Papa, because I hadn't watched Thunderbolt until Tom approached me with this, and I was like, all right, let's do it. I've been meaning to. Let's get it done. I had... The Atlas Gundam. I had the the <laughs> full armor Gundam from the first part. Never watched it, but I was like, I like him. Yeah, we'd gotten through four episodes of Thunderbolt here, mm-hmm. so the first movie. And I remember we started getting to the second part, and I was like, why am I suddenly? And before mm-hmm. Atlas even showed up, I turned to her, I go, I think Atlas Gundam's in this. Joe has it. Yep. <laughs> the Gundam's sick. And then he just cruises Boom. in. Oh, my gosh. The moments, they they the pacing, mm. the show this was great. I, as far as Gundam goes, and I'm very oh, picky. Yeah, this was phenomenal. I absolutely agree too, because it's there aren't what happens with a lot of the other ones, unfortunately. And when rewatching Unicorn with you guys, I it suddenly became very apparent that how many, how much time is spent just like in deep thought. Here's a monologue for a moment, and I'm like, oh, guys, come on. Yeah. And Thunderbolt doesn't get caught up in that. Yeah. Because it, it, you don't need. You don't need to have everybody stop and talk and tell you every bit of piece of like their feelings. Thunderbolt just shows it to you. You, you understand all of these characters as soon as they are on on screen, and even with how they pilot. Eo is just as sporadic in his Gundam as he is in, as a person. Yeah, like, and that's what's interesting about this too is they kind of switched up the dynamic that they'll do with most characters, mostly. With Gundam, and if you now once you know it, you'll probably never uns- you can't really unsee it. Is there's always your main protag in the Gundam, and then you've got your main bad guy who wears a mask, mm. and <laughs> happens with the main with the main series of Amro and Char. It happens in Gundam Wing. It happens in C. There's always a mask character and your protag character, and protag character is always a crazy fast unit that is outpacing everything that the good guys can throw at them. And your good, your main protagonist pilot is like, oh, I'm a, I'm a new type. I have powers I'm developing and I can try to match this. This one completely flips that. EO is not special. Yeah. He no. gets, he gets, his unit gets destroyed as soon as he comes into the fray. <laughs> and then he like pops out and pulls a little like quick ejection maneuver. But he is sporadic and crazy. He is shooting all over the place and wiping out a lot of these Zeons. Whereas Daryl is more reserved and feels exactly like a normal Gundam protagonist who then gets a suit, like a unit that enhances his powers like the normal protagonist would. And I really liked that shift. And Daryl is just, I think it's his just calm collectiveness that it does pair so good against EO Mm -hmm. that you almost kind of prefer Daryl at first. But you you do want like dope fight moments. It's going to be EO. Yep. 
as far as favorite sequences, I loved even just right from the get-go. You see his character asking Cornelius, Cornelius for a <laughs> tissue constantly. It becomes almost a little meme. It's very funny. I love yeah. that that's Cornelius, tissue. Right? <laughs> and I think what I love about when they set up the show, you see EO, and you're automatically supposed to assume, at least from my perspective, not watching a lot of Gundam, mm-hmm. that he's who you're supposed to root for. Mm-hmm. And then you see Daryl, and you've already seen, like, a lot of that, I'm going to loosely say propaganda, the way they're dressed, like, their uniforms, Mm -hmm. we've said kind of Russian-like, it's like, oh, bad. Yep. But then you start seeing Daryl and kind of the flashbacks that he has of his life and all the other characters and what they're fighting for, and that's what I loved about the show is you didn't really know who you wanted to fight for. Mm -hmm. And so you could cheer for both, and then getting these awesome battles and it kind of ends up being conflicting because you don't yeah. know what side well, should win. You cheer for both, but then you also then realize, no, 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 I'm not for either of these. War sucks. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. that's exactly what it should <clears throat> be, yep. honestly. Exactly. I was going to say what's what's good with that too is even, every time, even when they fight, EO even explicitly says, why can't I beat you? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he call, what's he call him? He called. He, oh, he calls him crippled, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like crippled. Like, like, why, leg yeah, like, like why that. can't I beat you? And which is good too, because you're sitting there thinking, you're like, oh, I don't know who I want to win. Like, honestly, in the fight, I'm like, I think I want EO to win, but the harder that Daryl fights and the more he sacrifices, literally gives his body to become a better pilot when he's yeah. like, I lost both my legs and my arms to pilot this psycho Zaku. Mm. And you're just like, ooh, man. Yeah. So I was like really expecting like, okay, well, Daryl's dead at the end of this. I know how this happens. And then they both make it. Yeah, which is they both good. Are, yeah. <laughs> and then season two happens and I'm like, oh, they're still here. Okay. And yeah. again, I think that's where it expands it even further where now they're in the post-war situation with season two and the conflicts are a lot more isolated now. So there's not even a big conflict. There's supposed to be like a de-escalation and a ceasefire happening. Mm -hmm. And there are still kind of little mini fires happening that they're involved in. So now you're not even worried about what side they're on. You're worried about the characters. And that's where it gets even harder to like decide, oh, I think I like them. Well, and it's funny with this show is that, or movie, I don't know, whatever you'd call it. You say show, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it started as episodes. Yeah, it's series. This series, <laughs> there we are. This is so good at just putting, and you know, you've had Saving Private Ryan that puts this human aspect into mm-hmm. war. This did it insanely good. Oh yeah. Even the higher ups, you see all the stress put on them because, oh, she's just ordering these young people, and you see her mind deteriorate. Mm. And she almost goes insane because now it's starting to hit her exactly what she's been doing. I wouldn't even say she almost does. She absolutely goes, yeah. Yeah, she. (laughs) True. What am I talking (laughs) about? She's part. Remember, the next time we see Claudia, she's part of a cult. Which, um, I. So when. Granted, people, we're going to have spoilers. So she. Whoops, spoiler. Yeah. So so the first part, the first four episodes, their ship is being attacked and she's sucked out in space. I said. That bitch ain't dead. She's going to come back. The, and then when she did come, I said something to Tom. He's like, no, she was sucked in space. She's dead. I said, the trope in anime, if you do not see them die, they are not dead. You cannot count them out. And then she was in the ship. That's a fair point because even yeah. I was like, and, gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, especially in this because this one's not afraid to show. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I had a feeling and 
I was like, if we don't see her, I said either EO is going to find her body and do some like mental thing, seeing her in space, or she's going to be living. I said either mm-hmm. of those have to happen because of their relationship with each other. Yep. So yeah. the fact that she came back and it's so heartbreaking that the show is kind of on this like it doesn't end when you finish yeah, you, watching yeah. it. You Yeah, we're left at a cliffhanger by the end of season two. And I'm like, <laughs> which is a good thing to mention that if you have not watched it. Go into it knowing that you will basically, a big cake will come out, you're going to enjoy eating it, and when you go, I would like a second piece, they're like, sure, here you go. And guess what? But Turns out you weren't even eating cake. You had pie the entire you time. You had <laughs> pie the whole time, and on top of that, you're not getting a third slice until we tell you you can. <laughs> the sh- yeah, this was really good, and I, I'd like to even step in and talk about some of like our favorite scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much time, and I believe it's episode one. When EO attacks these snipers, when he goes back for round two, when he goes back for oh. seconds <laughs> and he is flying around and whatever, and he gets to this particular sniper, he breaks into this guy's unit. And then you are just watching oh. now from his squad mate's perspective as someone comes in and just boom. Oh, shoots that's this that's, guy. That, yeah, because it's right after he. His mobile suit gets destroyed, yep. and he ejected with his little, like, core fighter That's and just it. showed up. He showed up, and then he—true. So, yeah, he wasn't even in his Gundam mm-hmm. at this point, and he just shows up, gets into this guy, Zaku, blows his face off right in front of his yeah. quadrant, and you're like, what in the <laughs> world? And, it, and it's not like, oh, he gets shot off screen, you just see him. It is— Shot to the, like, it shows you close up on his face as the cockpit opens and then just red against that visor. Yep. And then picks him up and throws him out. This is war <laughs> to the T. And here's rated R, people. Yes, this yep. is where it's rated R. Yep. The thing with it, too, is you not only get this gruesome thing, but then you also, as we'd mentioned earlier, you get that awesome line where this guy goes, I'm going to find you. He goes, listen, man, you'll fight. I will find you. You're going to yep. hear jazz and you're going to be dead. Oh, my gosh. And of and what's even better, too, is then he absolutely delivers on it because as soon as he gets the Gundam and like launches, it is boom, 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 boom. I've got a big laser can. I've got these. Yeah. Can, and he just shreds them. Shred is the only word for it. Yeah. Which terrifying. I wrote it, you know, in my notes. I wrote it in my notebook when I read it and I wanted to talk about it. But I think it's when he gets the Gundam and... You get this one point perspective of when one of the side characters in one of the Zaku's, you're like in his first point perspective mm-hmm. when he's being attacked, and that was terrifying. Oh, where he's just zoomed, zoomed. So you yeah, are because he's guy. yeah he's shooting at him, missing everything, and then it's just in, yeah. like point blank. I should yeah. have the name of course on deck and notes, but I don't. The director of this incredible to switch over yes. to that first person where you're getting attacked mm-hmm. and you can feel how terrifying and how powerful this new Gundam is. Yep. Awesome. I forgot about that until you said yeah. How did yeah. I forget? I, there's so many. It's because there's so many good scenes. So yeah. true. There's so many. Like, you and can everything happens so quick. If you don't write it down, so much stuff happens. Oh, we're watching yep. subtitles. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me write it's, this down. Wait, I'm yeah. going to miss. So mm-hmm. don't take notes, guys. Yep. Just, <laughs> just, just watch em, it. Just embrace it. Luckily, it's short enough. We can just watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can just pick that one episode that you like and just watch that. The first Gundam is cool. Mm-hmm. But the Atlas Gundam, Atlas come Gundam, on! From just from a design aspect, he it's completely different looking. It's very yeah. like round and and mm-hmm. it's amphibious, which mm-hmm. is di- different. Yeah, very different. When he went under and he goes, "This is amphibious too." I was like, "Oh no, kidding! I yeah. had no idea." <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But to have the <clears throat> accessories, because there's always accessories with these guns. Mm-hmm. You've got your launchers, I'll, your shields. I'll tell you right now, with that kit, one of those cool little like jet like the ski jet skis, yeah. yeah, those things kind of a pain in the ass sure. to like put in a good spot. Like the pictures you see of the kit, you're like, oh, that's awesome, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you get it, and you're like, I got to turn it just a little <laughs> bit. And but once you find the pose, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's where I need to consult with you. Want someone to pose your Gundam <laughs> models, Joe? Here. <laughs> I, I cannot do it like he does. Whenever we baby it too much. We're like, we oh, do. it's gonna break. He just goes, move along, and slaps me, my hands, and just poses. <laughs> and it me, perfectly. it's like it's not. It's like it looks forceful or like kind of aggressive, but it's also very delicate and beautiful. Yeah. Like I try, like well, because you said you're like the one time I remember Daniel just watching him do this is like art. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's essentially, which I was like, oh, <laughs> I would borderline say you are. You have your doctorate. You are a surgeon with Gundams. Like, it's so <laughs> meticulous. But I've got this, and oh my gosh, forgive me, fans. I should know all my names, but that is the strike freedom I have out there, correct? Mm-hmm. From uh, Seed. Yep. It might be. I think it's Seed Destiny, actually. Okay. The second one. The word Seed was yeah. in there. Yeah, Forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, eh. <laughs> Yell at your yeah, somebody Spotify playlist. We'll, we'll just sit here. Well, you know what? We're going to, we'll, we'll probably spend a whole nother episode watching Seed, which I think. We should. We probably should. Because, and we're not going to watch the entire series. No. We're gonna We're going to do it the easier way, which, it, and someone's probably like, that's not right at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but the best way to consume Gundam Seed is by watching it in its movie compilation form ah. that cuts out 90% of the young adult, like, YA, teeny, mopey bullshit. Oh, okay. that is That is the my biggest gripe. With Seed, it's about to take a weird little tangent, everybody. Sure. But when I watched it, I was like, I really wanted to finally give it its due diligence. And I'm like, as soon as it was just that, 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 I'm like, I can't stand this. And I watched the movie compilation. It cuts through a lot of that. Still makes these characters. I liked the characters suddenly. Mm. And Mm. it makes them a lot more enjoyable. It gets you to the fights. You know, not, again, to be like, ooh, what flashy. But it gets you that while still maintaining the characters. It also highlights that there's a much much better character story in Seed that is not front and center and Mm. is also why I was not a fan of it. Instead of focusing on these teeny boppers, there are two main characters that one (laughs) is like a mobile armor pilot, one is the captain of their ship. Their relationship, their former relationship that keeps having tension and our classic trope of the masked villain, his relationship with that mobile armor pilot that is a story, and there is bits of it there, and what you get, you're like, that's so cool. I love them. Yeah. I want more of that, but you don't get more of that. Ah, uh, mm. dang it. You didn't even get pie. What? Not I'll even tell you pie. what you got. You got burnt toast. Well, uh, <laughs> well and that's the thing with burnt toast. <laughs> yeah, let's go have breakfast. Yep. <laughs> the thing with Gundam, and I think as a fandom, the passion is there, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But there also needs to be a realization that not everything is black and white. And in this case, yes, that absolutely. being one super hyper-political, every ounce has been thought out. And I mm-hmm. like a fleshed-out universe. That's yeah. great. And then you've got the other end of it that is Shia LaBeouf in Transformers where <laughs> look at this explosion. No, yes. oh, Don't worry about what's going on. Exactly. Look at the explosion. Blah, blah, blah. There's this nice middle ground. And I think that's where I'm at with Gundam yes. is I am totally fine to hear about all this, the, the mm-hmm. melodrama and all that stuff. But the if, if that's all it is, I will just yep. go watch Downton Abbey. Exactly. I'm not here. All <laughs> oh, the daggers. Yes. 
You're going to watch it eventually. Listen, I like the show. It's fine. <laughs> I've got a... We're I, you know. definitely, after this, uh, 8th MS team mm-hmm. and 0080 War in the Pocket. Those are... So 8th MS team takes place during the one-year war and kind of towards the end of it. So basically, while Thunderbolt's happening, this is happening back on Earth. Gotcha. 0080 is the year afterwards. The war is supposed to be over, and it's following like on a colony with a small child who's like... Oh yeah, like they him and this kid. It's basically the innocence of a child viewing this war from the from, like it's been going on basically his entire life. Gotcha. And him having to like a a mobile suit encounter happens. Zeon troops show up on the their colony and get shot down. He finds the pilot of one of those suits. Is like, whoa, who are you? And he's like, well, I'm a Zeon kid. He's like, he's like, well, I mean, I like you. You know, Zeon can't be that bad. And that's oh yeah, you start to get this very interesting. Like this kid gets to see both sides of it, and Danielle's invested. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. Probably one of the most depressing endings I've ever seen in a series. Okay, so but and it's only five episodes. Oh, Oh. very short. Now are we talking five unicorn episodes? (laughs) Are we talking five Thunderbolt? Exactly five Thunderbolt episodes. Yeah, okay. They're they're obviously eighteen to twenty minutes. Absolutely that. That's like eighth MS team is going to be more of a, a a full season. Sure, but War in the Pocket might be a good one to go with next because it's still a nice slice, and then we can jump into eighth MS team. Well, as of today, before you got here, we actually already added. So we've already had an episode um, about things that have made Danielle cry. Episode from episodes that have made me cry. Yeah. Okay, and we just added one with Villainous, yep. which that's a whole different. We'll talk about that. So perfect. We'll watch that. Yep. Add another to the list. Look at me just feeding it. Cry, Danielle, cry. No, you want... The thing that we'll have to do another episode on, obviously, is the mech show that you got me into, Tom. Because me being, like, (gasps) a big mech... You yes. come over and you're like, "Have you seen Darling in the Franks?" Which I'm wearing. Which the you shirt. are wearing, and I love it. So Number good. two is Best Girl. Yeah, that's right. Just accept oh it. Gosh. Her and Asuka. It's red. It's something it's with red. Too, yeah, it is. Easy, easy peasy. And Evangelion. We're, I'm already playing episodes for you guys. And, I hope you there don't. There you go. And the Tsundere. The Tsundere. Tsundere. There you go. And the thing is, what you bring up. Oh, I got you into Darling in the Franks. What's so funny is the reason Joe is on this episode. I'm going to talk like he's not here. I do this with the guests. He got me into the Gundam stuff, and he got me into like that's why I see okay. Well, here's why he's the perfect guest for this. Now, another one I think you'll be a good guest for is another one that I can't even hear the name of the show without thinking of you, Gurren Lagan. Oh, my boy, right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, and it's such a fun show. I can't believe we haven't finished it. It's just because we are in this mental state of watch as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We're going to finish it. Oh, and that's I that. get it. I completely get it. Absolutely. Uh, well, Gurren Gurren Lagan also. Um, or, you know, apologize if anybody for pronounced it wrong. You get you get the Gurren Lagan or Gurren Lagan. Gurren Lagan. <laughs> However you're going to pronounce it. That's a, that's a hefty show because you get two very sizable halves to a show mm. with an entire story. And after you finish the first half, hey, you're exhausted. You've sure. been on quite the journey. And guess what? You're only halfway there. Yeah. So halfway there. I, only, I completely get it. Yeah. We we got to do a Darwin in the Franks. Yes. Evangelion. Yep. Gurren Lagann, oh more Gundam. <laughs> just, just buckle up, guys. This, this, this is going to turn into a Mac show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which so I'm we, fine with. Which it just becomes. Uh, so we made it a Mac show. <laughs> yes, I married a cross-out weep Mac enthusiast. 
I'm a bit of a mech enthusiast. Unbelievable. Uh, I, uh, I, they call me pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I start showing up with sunglasses all the time. Uh, Daniel, tissue. <laughs> but yeah, so Thunderbolt, even if you're not into Gundam, Absolutely. I've just proved it. I, it's great. Yes, I think if you, even if all you know is what, is the name Gundam you haven't watched it because you don't know where to start which I do not blame you I was Danielle was even saying she's like I didn't know where to look to find stuff and it's it's a lot it's scattered it's I the analogy I made was if you were to go onto Wikipedia the mm-hmm. Star Wars wiki you can just get lost in that and not know where you even for, remember where you started but you have the context of the movies Gundam if you didn't watch anything and you find that wiki you're going to be having the most insane time with words and terminology that does not make sense. Which, yeah. Speaking of to- terminology, uh, the psycho, the psycho, psycho frames, <laughs> the psycho Gundam. So it's psychamu <laughs> that there they're, which psycho communicator oh, or psychic communicator. Thank yeah. you. You're um, welcome, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that Daryl gets has to like cut off his limbs so he can like unite with the Zaku to mm-hmm. do this. It was depressing too because. Within a couple years from there, Xeon makes an even better one where you don't have to cut off anything. You literally uh, just yeah. sit in your because what what you saw in Unicorn was the f- f- like full version of a that psycho is. frame where the entire Gundam is controlled through the thoughts at mm-hmm. that point. Before that was the psycho frame just around the cockpit where you can control funnels. Gotcha. And that's not that far away from where Daryl's situation happened. So he's right at the cusp, and I can only imagine he's like, oh, I gave my body to become one with the machine. And some other pilot shows up, you know, I put on a little headset, (laughs) and uh, I control these gun things. Yeah. It's cool. It's fine. Now, um, side question. Um, In the second part, last four episodes, there's the character on Daryl's team. He's got, like, the longer mm-hmm. blonde hair, and he yep. gets, like, the electric, and he's like, something's coming. Yep. And he, they keep throwing around, like, new types. New types. Is, are they, like, psychic or? Yes. So what, um, what a new type is is when humanity, it, it started off as a theory, uh, and this is basically kind of the entire back plot of Unicorn is kind of delving more into that as well is when humanity went into space, the biggest concern was like, oh, humanity is so spread out now, literally over light years from each other. How do you maintain connections? And the thought was that humanity would evolve and there would be these new types of people. (laughs) Oh, subtle. Uh, That would be able to connect with each other, that humanity would be connected over any distance. Mm. And what happened with that is that like people were like, oh, that's just... That is complete and absolute nonsense. That's a conspiracy theory. There's no way it happens. What twist it happens. Yeah. Um, and Amaro from the the main series is a new type. Char, his main you know antagonist, is a new type. It gives you aspects of foresight. Like that's when they can sense like you know something's coming, mm. something's happening. You can communicate like reach out to people in some aspects too. There's been characters that have died in other series that have been able to send their consciousness out to like contact somebody right at the end. There's been people like certain mechs that have basically taken on a life of their own because somebody's essence as a new type with that system basically became a ghost in the shell. So new types, beca- like it, it makes them better 
in just about every way. But that's also kind of what made it so made it less black and white when it came to characters. Sure. Because not only can they sense these things, but you can suddenly sense other people's emotions. It's easier for them to kind of relate to people or understand them. And that's what makes, at least with the original series, Shar and Amaro's ideologies so aggressive is because they understand each other in better ways. But they are all there. It's not like, oh, I'm going to change my mind. It's no. Why don't you understand me? Mm. Um, And to the point, too, where there's genetic experiments on many pilots to become uh, cyber new types. And I think that's what that pilot is, because he even he's like, "Ah, I'm not a real new type. I think he was an experiment. Mm. So he is a new type, but it wasn't natural. It was through other means. And cyber new types, there's plenty of those that are like, oh, they're either really good but a pure new a pure new type is probably going to be better. Mm. Um, but that's that's what exactly what flashes of those are. Okay. okay, and that's what's so funny in science fiction shows like this too. I love when we have a pilot who has cut off his 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 limbs are gone. He's able to connect with the robot, <clears throat> and it's this advanced technology. And he's in a robot flying through. I'm sorry, mobile suit, <laughs> flying through space, doing all this stuff, and then. Well, maybe we'll eventually be able to communicate through our minds. Absolutely not. What's wrong with you? I'll be right back. I'm going in my hyperspeed mobile suit. Come on. I just plug in my little stubs and I'm fine. (laughs) Don't worry. It's absurd. Absolutely. But did you you really quick too? Let's do Do you guys know where the term Gundam comes from? I think I've heard it before, but I don't want to embarrass myself. So I'm going to say absolutely not. <laughs> so I randomly looked this up like a couple of years ago. So I was like, this seems so random. And it, the creator chose that name because the, the idea behind what a Gundam would represent is that they wanted to have a vehicle that could hold back waves of enemies like a dam and hold a giant gun. Oh. It's gun dam. I, in my head... It's, Literally thought to myself, oh, because it's a big thing. It's like a day. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. That's exactly okay. what it's supposed to be a, a force that can hold back waves and waves of enemies and be that sort of beacon. You also notice that it's very human-esque compared to a lot of the mass production yeah. units. It took me years, so many years, to realize that that little top part where they have it's like the- a samurai it's a it, Well, it's not even that samurai. It's a top knot. Oh, yeah. If you look like how it goes back, it's very visible with like uh, Burning Gundam especially. Sure, yeah. But it's it's a top. it's like a top knot. So cool. Wow. And just overall, just a lot of little details here and there. The Gundam series has the details. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it, except for G Gundam. Not too many details in I'll that tell one. you one detail. There is a Gundam with a spiked crotch, and that's a detail we can all get behind. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> and I'll be probably purchasing that online mm. after this. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I go in. It's already in the, the cart. Danielle, <laughs> it's what's this about? It's already on the front step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Joe, can't thank you enough. Honestly, we would not have been able to handle such something as gargantuan as Gundam in general, but also Thunderbolt. Of Uh, course. It was a pleasure being here. I cannot wait to be on these again. I'll probably never be on these ever again. They'll be like, that was it. Get him out of here. He's too good. Get him out. Get him out of here. But But I can't wait to do this again with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love getting to talk this stuff. Just one, I love getting to see you guys. Obviously. Of course. Um, so if if it adds to the quality, of, this, of course. Of course. And yes, he will be on more. Thank you guys for listening. 
Hopefully you checked it out, and if you didn't, the love that just happened by three friends in this closet talking about it, come on. <laughs> this passion has to fuel you to watch. It's eight 18-minute episodes. Look into your soul. Reach. Let us reach out to you across the cosmos with our new type powers. Look, the East is burning red, oh, everyone. Oh Joe, I don't want things to get weird. I'm, so already, it, I'm already sweating in this closet. Don't bring those lines out. I can't, we, I can't wait to do a G Gundam episode. Absolutely. I'm telling you right now, I'm so like, oh, there's so much there. So it's much perfect. <laughs> you guys will be seeing more of Joe. That's no doubt. He can act like we're going to kick him off. No, you will be seeing more of Joe and you will be seeing more of us. Guys, thanks for listening to the I Married a Weep podcast. Daniel, I am done. Joe, I'm going to tell him he's done. Please, <laughs> for me, for Joe, tell the people goodbye. Bye, guys. Goodbye, everybody. This has been 0079 GDM, the universal radio for your people. <laughs>